Hello, welcome to the Supplemental Seminary Show. This is David Toller. This is episode five, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about leveling up your live stream as well as a couple other subjects, so I trust that you will stick around. The first thing I want to talk about is leveling up your live stream. See, here's the thing about live streaming. Before, it was kind of revolutionary. We had some people that were getting into it, some churches, some larger churches were doing it. And then all of a sudden, it seemed like when COVID hit back in March of 2020, and here we are in the end of November 2020, that when that first hit, we were all scrambling to live stream, and myself included, although we had done some groundwork of running some network cables and getting the internet to the sound booth and experimenting with different cameras for live streaming and so forth, and done pretty well with it. So it wasn't that bad for us, but here's the thing. Now, most people, churches, pastors, evangelists, listen, most people now churches are doing live streaming. Now that doesn't mean that you have to do it too, but what I'm saying is now it's not a matter of Emma on there and I can just take some, you know, somebody's phone or take some podunk, uh, camera or camcorder, slap it on a tripod and just slap it on the internet. Terrible audio, terrible lighting, terrible composition. When it comes to the shot, the audio stinks. <laughs> the video is no good, not good quality. All right. And we just slap that camera up there and that tripod and that audio, we don't have an external microphone. And we just expect everybody to watch it. But I'm here to tell you that if you're going to do live streaming, if you do anything for the Lord, you need to do it with all your might and you need to do it with all your ability. And we need to produce the best of our ability, the best quality live stream, video, podcast, or whatever we do for the Lord needs to be the best quality. Now, we're not experts. We are amateurs. <laughs> We're just learning and I understand there's a, a, a major learning curve. I totally understand that, but I'm here to tell you the answer is out there. If you was to ask me, where did I learn how to live stream? Where did I learn to build websites? Where did I learn about lighting? Where did I learn about video composition and audio and compressors and DSers and digital sound systems and all those things? And how did you learn that? Well, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you how I learned it through self teaching, basically in one word, YouTube, I watched YouTube. There are people out there that have the same problems that you've had. They faced them and the answer is out there. If you want to learn how to green screen, go to YouTube. If you want to learn how to operate in the best settings on a camera, go to YouTube. There are people on there, very helpful people. I mean, there's some bad stuff on there. I understand that, but there's a lot of good stuff there. Back here about two years ago, I twisted my ankle when I stepped off my school bus about 6.30 in the morning. That was real smart. Twisted my ankle, thought I broke it. And I was laid up for a couple weeks, and with that, off work and I got kind of bored. I didn't want to sit around and just watch, watch Netflix. I mean, how many times you gonna watch Andy Griffith show? I mean, it's a good show, but gracious sakes, uh, 
do something different every once in a while. Learn something, all right? Learn something that will help. And don't watch so much TV all the time. Find something else to do where you can learn something to help your church and help your pastor and help the gospel get out. Learn about live streaming. Learn about green screens. Learn something. You can learn it because it's a learnable skill. People say, well, I just can't learn it. Well, I understand some people may not have the capabilities, and I'm not saying you got to be some expert at it, but some people are just flat lazy. I'm just going to tell you. They're flat lazy. Listen, this is my podcast. I can say what I want to, and I'm going to tell it straight. They're lazy. They don't want to learn. They want somebody else to go learn for them and do all the heavy lifting and the work and then say, can you help me? That's what they want. But I'm here to tell you, you need to learn, you need to learn yourself. Now I'm here to help you. I want to help you in every way that I can. So here's the thing. Everybody's live streaming just about the majority of their live streaming. So before if you was live stream, it's like, wow, you know, you're on the internet. You're on the world wide web friend. I mean, you're like live streaming on Facebook. You're on YouTube. That was just wonderful. But here's the thing. Now go on a Sunday morning and just flip and scroll through or a Sunday night or a Wednesday night and scroll through and look how many churches are live streaming. And you're going to find out that there's quite a few. So now it's not so much just, and it's not just, Hey, I'm going to be on there and I'm going to be doing the live streaming. Now it's more of, I need to be doing the best quality live stream so that people will actually watch. Don't think, and I tell people this when I install live stream in the churches, if you do everything right, you got all the equipment, but you do not promote it and you have not done the groundwork. Don't expect people to watch if you haven't done these things. So what I mean by that is if you have a church Facebook page, by all means, you need to work that page. I mean, you need to be on there. You need to be visible on there. You need to put posts on there. You need to invite people to that page. You need to get up you need to get up your subscribers, your likes to the page. We're talking about Facebook right now. So you want to get people to like the page. So you have a pool, P-O-O-L, a pool of people that are informed when you make a post and so forth. And then when you go live, they are notified by it. So if you have like five people on your church Facebook page, don't expect 2 million people to be watching because it's just not going to happen. You need about, you know, you need to work up those numbers. It's one thing here at Faith Baptist. I've worked for over two years building the likes to the page, just like this new page I started, which is a private page that you can join on Facebook, which is called Supplemental Seminary Support, just a private group, as well as my Supplemental Seminary Facebook page. The goals in those pages, you can't just, you know, sling a page out there and expect, you know, people, you have to build an audience of people, an audience of people, a pool of people that you're going to pull from that are going to watch, hopefully not every one of them, but you need, you need people to like your page. If you're starting a YouTube page, now YouTube can be very difficult with my YouTube page. I mean, there's a multi-million dollar algorithm for Facebook. And this multi-million dollar algorithm connects people with the things that they like to watch. Well, what you need to do is you need to set up a YouTube page. You need to have a, I guess you call it a profile picture. Uh, that's probably not the right terminology. But then too, you need cover art. 
you needed to, you need to fix the about us page. There's some things that you need to do. You need to have things in your description and, and maybe a few tags about what you're about. And then you need to work to say, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. <laughs> and, uh, you, if, because you don't have subscribers in your YouTube page, then you know, you, they're not going to get the notification and nobody's, nobody's going to be watching. Nobody's going to be watching. I see a lot of these guys are out there and they're, you know, they're nervous as they can be. And I'm thinking, I don't know why you're so nervous because ain't nobody watching. Okay. If you've done any kind of live stream and just go live on Facebook sometime and do a random post and feel the, the humility or the humiliation, I should say, of the lack of people that's going to sign in and care about that you're live on Facebook. All right. So it's a very humbling experience to say the least. I've warned people when they do, perhaps you set up a studio sort of like I have here in my study at the church and you, you have, you know, this, and then, then you're like, okay, I'm gonna go live. And then you go live and I tell people, I say, you gotta be careful because don't get discouraged when you have like one or two people the first time you do it online and, and give up because you got to have an audience of people. I've done live streams. They've been con complete, total, utter failures, but I've also done some very successful ones with th the things that people like. So what we're talking about here is level up your live stream. So listen, I don't want to say everybody's doing it, but most churches are doing it. But what I'm saying is bring up the value of it. That's how you level it up. You want to do it well. All right, so that's going to be a there's going to be a lot to do it well, and I'm not saying you have to have all this fancy equipment and spend a bunch of money, because here in a minute I'm going to show you a budget friend friendly option that I would do if I was completely broke, and I had to piece and MacGyver something together how I would do my live streams, and I'm going to share it with you here in just a minute. So there's six elements as we talked about last week in the podcast, six elements for a successful live stream. You know, you're going to need a camera. Uh, I kind of, you could live stream with, well, I probably ought to start with this, the internet. If you don't have a strong, reliable internet connection in your area or in your church, now there's some alternatives to that, but that's going to be important. You say, well, what, what kind of internet can I get in my area? Here's what you need to do. Call them and ask. I don't know how many people they, they reach out to me and say, well, I don't know about the internet in my area. Well, I don't either. And I don't understand everything about all these lines and stuff, but pick up the phone and call them and ask them and say, what kind of services do you have in our area? And see if they have a good, uh, here at the church, we have a, and actually sit there behind me on this side. Sorry, I scraped the microphone there, but back here, <laughs> got to point to the other side of me is all these wires hanging out of the wall right there is where we've networked the whole church. And I'm going to clean that up eventually, by the way. But here's the thing about it. You need to call them, check on that and see if you have a reliable internet connection. Now, if you do not stay tuned, cause I'm going to show, I'm going to tell you what I would do if I didn't have a reliable internet connection. Okay. So get that internet connection, get it installed. We have a business class internet. Okay. If you're listening and you're a pastor, especially you're going in the ministry, young pastor, let me tell you something. Now I'll get on this on a podcast rant some other time, but when you become a pastor, 
you have to learn to spend some money. And what I mean by that, I'm not talking about blowing money. I'm not talking about being irresponsible with money. But what I'm saying is you're going to get used to the idea when you're dealing with churches, you're not talking about your residence and you're not talking, you're, you know, it is considered by the secular world or business world. It's going to be considered a business. It's going to be considered a uh, commercial. So it's going to cost more. It's going to cost more than it would to hook up internet at your house. Okay. Business class internet, which we got a really good deal here. All right. So you got an internet connection. It's important. It's, it's viable. You've got to have it. Okay. Get that internet connection and to your, com and that's going to go to your computer. There's a couple options on that. I suggest getting a gaming computer with at least eight gigs of RAM and at least an I five Intel processor or more. Of course you could go on the Mac, uh, side of it. I'm, I'm a PC guy. I can work with Mac, but so you, you need a, a, a gaming computer of some sort, you know, it has the, the capability with probably a video capture card, which most time I've installed those in the towers, uh, like at our church. So you have, you have that option as well you get you get you a good computer all right there's laptops out there you're going to spend some money on that but then again you know i look at live streaming as a ministry okay and if you look at it as a ministry it's not so bad all right so you get you got your computer so you got to have a reliable internet connection you've got to have a good computer now here's the number one on the list. I didn't read it number one, but it's so important. You need audio. Some of you guys out there are live streaming and this just drives me bonkers. Okay. Drives me bonkers. People say, well, I don't want to spend a whole lot in this live stream. Well, guess what? They say, well, I ain't going to invest in a camera. You've already invested in a camera. When you bought that $800, $1,000 plus iPhone that's on your side or in your pocket. So don't give me that. You have a camera. You can shoot 1080p, 4K on that iPhone. So you do have a camera and you already bought a camera. And you can use that to live stream in your church. But here's the thing. Don't do this. Don't set that that phone up. You're going to get excellent quality, especially if you use the rear camera. Don't use the front camera. That was designed for FaceTime. It's, it's diminished quality. You need to use the rear camera, okay, that's on the back of the phone to get the best quality. But do us all a favor. Do us all a favor. Do yourself a favor. And spend 20 or 30 or 40 more dollars to add to that thousand dollars and get yourself a microphone so we can hear you. That is so irritating, aggravating to me. You got to balance this thing out. You bought a camera. Okay. If you have a webcam, let me tell you something. Let me help you. Your audio in that webcam stinks. It's terrible, bad quality. If you have a DSLR camera or an iPhone or an iPad or any other camera, the audio from that device stinks. I'm just going to tell you, if you was to ask me, do I need to get a separate external microphone for my iPhone, iPad, for my computer, for my live stream, whatever. 
device? The answer will always be yes from me. Okay. I'm not telling you about spending a whole lot. I've got, there's several options, but do us all a favor and get a microphone, please. It, these fellows that have their iPhones in the back of the church up near the sound booth, about a thousand miles away, which that's the way it should be a thousand miles. away. Now you want to get as close as you can without being a distraction. But when you don't, when it's going to pick up voices from the sound booth, from the back of the church, it's going to be distant. It's going to be echoey. It is going to be, it's going to be hard to listen to and people will not stick around for it. So yes, you need to get a microphone. To give you an example of that, we're talking about audio. I'm a big audio guy because I believe the Bible talks about a lot about the voice, talks about John the Baptist. He was the voice crying in the wilderness. What good is a voice if you can't hear it? Okay. And the Bible says, how shall they hear without a preacher if they can't hear you? All right. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If we can't hear you, all right. So you need to tap in. You could tap into your. You could tap into your analog uh, board, your digital board, by ordering a cable if that's what you want to do, or maybe you're just doing this kind of on your own, and you're setting up your iPhone, uh, iPad, or whatever, and you say, "I just need a good external uh, wireless system or something like that." You know, you might have to spend about. $100, $200, you say, wow, that's a lot of money. But when you bought that iPhone, it wasn't a lot of money, <laughs> was it? But it seemed like it would have good audio, but it just it just doesn't. I'm sorry to tell you that. I'll give you a comparison. Right now, you're listening to my audio chain, which is the signal audio signal chain. In other words, my setup for my audio to do this podcast, which is video podcast found on YouTube on the Supplemental Seminary page. And also audio that goes out on the podcast on the various platforms. So let's go through this and talk about if it comes to video and audio, which one's more important? Well, let's, let's talk about that. Let me get, tell you my audio chain. Then I'll tell you my video chain. My audio chain, if you're hearing right now is a roadcaster. Let's see. This is the road procaster. I'm sorry. They, they're, they're names for everything. So similar. It is a broadcast dynamic microphone, Rode Procaster. This is the XLR version. Runs about $230 on Amazon. I've got a foam cover, which helps with plosives and so forth. We'll talk about that at some time. A boom, well, not before we get to boom, I'm a shock mount. So if I bump the desk, it will absorb that. Then I have the Rode boom arm so I can place the microphone in front of my face because I don't know of any microphone that what does not sound better if it's not close to your face and close to your mouth. And that's another thing I might get on sometime as a rant is people that take a microphone and, and hold it about 300 miles away from and expect it to pick up. It's not going to pick up. It wasn't designed to pick up that way. Now, some may be designed you like a shotgun microphone or a, condenser microphone, but still it's going to sound better. Any microphone, the closer you get to it. So scoot up to that microphone. So <laughs> that y'all have to get used to my personality, but you see in 
the boom arm, run an XLR to, and I, and by next week, hopefully I'll have another camera view, uh, for you. So you can see what's on my desk and what I'm using to process my voice. Now I'm using a DBX 286S, which is a rack mountable, but I don't have it in a rack. I got it right here on my desk in front of me. I wish you could see it. It is a DBX 286S that has a preamp, a preamp is going to power the microphone, which is a very passive gain hungry microphone. And I've got it almost at hundred percent. Then I'm using a high pass filter, which is rolling off or allowing only things over 80. Was it 80 Hertz? Yeah. To pass through. So everything else is rejected. Then I'm going through a compressor, which that's one of my favorite things to deal with. That gives you that radio boomy voice that you're hearing right now is compressing that audio. And compressors really help with your voice because it, the lower frequencies on a, on a wave file or an audio file, it's going to bring the, the quieter things louder and the louder things a little quieter to kind of squish or compress that, video, that audio file to make it sound better. And then, too, I don't have to be so close to the microphone as I would be in other instances. Something else is not only that, but I'm running a de-esser, which my voice has a lot of semblance like that. So it will, anytime we say the word S, all right, very uh, annoying. <laughs> and so I'm processing that. Then I've got a low and a high, and then I have uh, a noise gate, which I've rolling off because in the background, there are some things making noise. In fact, there's some things on my desk making a noise is the computer fan makes a noise in the background. I have a dehumidifier that I turned off and then I got one of these air units up on the wall back here. That's turned off right now. So there is, there's a lot of noise, especially when you have good quality earphones, professional uh, studio quality. This is about a hundred dollar pair of Sony's link in the description or the show notes to the equipment that I'm using here. And the reason I'm telling you this, I'm, I'm going through the microphone, the boom arm. I'm going through the XLR cable in the DBX 286S. And then I'm going into a Focusrite Scarlett Solo, which takes the analog to digital, I believe it is. You take the XLR input that's going in and it takes it out to the computer tower in the USB. So that's my audio chain. All that complicated stuff to get the audio that you're hearing right now. What's what am I using for video? Well, a Logitech Brio webcam. Period. All right. Of course, I have all the elements that makes a good. I'm not doing a live stream now, but this is the elements I would use. I've got the camera properly positioned as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and then you have I got two, I got two of these umbrella photography lights on the right and left of me that are lighting me. The overhead lights are off. As you see in the back, I just stuck a soft box back here, just playing around with lighting. And so gives it some character back here or something. I don't know, <laughs> but anyway, I just stuck it back here. I have it. And then I have, you know, my audio and all that good stuff, which now I'm realizing that as I'm speaking about audio, there's one thing I may have forgot to do is I'm looking here. I may have forgotten to put an offset. Uh, there may be a sync issue with my voice and the audio. And if it is, I apologize for that. So that's something you have to go in as well. So anyway, with that being said, the six elements of a successful live stream, as we talked about last week, camera, iPhone, audio, internet connection, lighting, 
which in your sanctuary is probably well lit anyway. Software. All right, we said computer, now software. Right now, I'm recording this, recording this podcast, this video podcast, and I will take the audio from it later by taking over Premiere Pro and separating the audio and so forth. But this is a program called OBS, which is Open Broadcaster Software. Open Broadcast, I think Open Broadcast Software, OBS for short. It's a free software that I like to do some more tutorials on because it's free. It's not totally user-friendly. I do recommend for those who are not really tech-savvy or don't want to spend the time to learn to go with StreamYard. Link in the description for some money off. Uh, $10 off of that if you use my link, and I appreciate it. helps support the page and so forth. But I'm using OBS. I want to level up our live stream. There, it's a little more complicated. There's scenes, there's sources. You got your audio. It's not as user-friendly. But with a little learning curve, it would be free on the software side and save a subscription to StreamYard. But then again, who's willing to learn it? That's the thing. So that is the main thing I want to talk to you about is leveling up your live stream. And not only do you need, need to do it, you say, well, I'm live streaming. You're going to have to do it well. Okay. That's the whole point of this is you're not going to have, you say, well, I'm just doing it. I just set up a camera. Here's my tripod. Now everybody watch me. That's not, that's not reality. That's not the way it's going to work. You're going to have to work the field. You're going to have to work your YouTube page, your Facebook page. You're going to have to work. Your website, if you don't have one, I can help you with that, okay? See, when we live stream, what I do is I want to multiply my message and get it out to many people and echo that thing through the entire universe, <laughs> all right, so to speak. So I like to multiply my message. I do that so this way. Here's what I do, and you can emulate this. That's fine with me. You can copy what I do. That's fine. It doesn't bother me. In fact, if you're preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, I, I, I'm not against you. I will help you promote. And you're preaching from the Bible and so forth. But look, when I preach, now I'm talking to the people in my congregation, the ones right in front of me. Then I'm live streaming on Facebook and then YouTube. If you're not live streaming on YouTube, you're missing out on something. I'll tell you in a minute. So, I am streaming those two locations. Then on our website, I have a code that I have embedded on our website that anytime we make a post on YouTube, it automatically updates and people can watch it through the website. So it gives three people, uh, excuse me, three people. It gives people three opportunities to listen to the, or watch the live stream. I can say, and I say this many times, you can watch us on Facebook, YouTube, or the website. So if somebody says, well, I don't have a YouTube account. Well, you can watch it on the website. I don't have a Facebook account. You can watch it on YouTube. Watch it on website. I don't know. Watch or listen to it somewhere. I'll make you a CD, DVD. I'll come to your porch and preach it right in front of you with a mask on six-foot distance. Okay, whatever it's going to take to get the Word of God to you and nurture you and help you and get the gospel to you and get the Word of God to you. So these are the things that we need to level them up. Everybody's doing it. You're going to have to bring up the value. You're going to have to make it sound good. There's ways to do that. I'm here to help you. If you have any questions, please let me know. I'll help you any way I can. The next thing I want to talk about 
very quickly is budget friendly options. And let's say you don't have a good reliable internet connection in your area and you want a good budget friendly way of, you say, you say preacher, I do not have an internet connection or any type of fiber optics or whatever it is in your area. Or you just say, our church just doesn't have the budget. We don't have the money. Now I'm going to tell you what I would do. First of all, if you now live streaming is not cheap, there is a lot of elements in going to it and I can slash that down to hardly nothing. Now there's pros and cons to it. Okay. But if you're not doing anything, here's what I'm gonna tell you to do. And you don't have a reliable internet connection. You don't have these things. Here's what you need to do. Okay. If you have an iPhone or Samsung LG, you could, you get you a tripod, set that thing up. If you have to, I, I mean, I had one, you can go, well, they used to be 20 bucks. You could go on to Amazon and get, I mean, if you're like really budget, I mean, you're like, Hey, I'm broke. You know, I'm pouring Job's Turkey, right? Then just, if you can scrounge around in your couch and find $20 or $30 or borrow it from somebody or go out and do something, you know, paint a, paint a room or something to get 20 bucks. I don't know. And, uh, you know, go out and bar and beg or not, don't, don't steal though, but to get you 20 or $30 so you can get an external microphone. If it is only a wired lavalier microphone that is running across the front of the sanctuary, all the way up to the pulpit, I say, go for it. Now you have taken consideration that you get what you pay for and there's limitations with that. And you get to preach in a, in a frenzy and get all tangled up in that thing, you're going to have a problem. Well, maybe you can go paint another room and get a wireless device. Okay. And then you don't have to worry about it as much. That's what I would do. You say, but I'm not live streaming. No, you're not, but I'm gonna tell you what to do. Take that, get you a tripod. I don't know, make a stand, do something and get that up there. You, of course you paid a thousand dollars for the phone, but Lord forbid we spend 20 more dollars on a tripod. I'm sorry. I can't help it. All right, so, or to get an external microphone to make it the best quality, right? So you get that and you set it up and, uh, you know, your tripod, you got your audio, your church has lighting, you'll be okay. You got all the elements that you need. Record your sermon and then set it up. Now, it's going to be offset. Like I said, you can't have everything. It's give and take, okay? But we're talking about somebody that's broke, broke, okay? They're getting ready to repo your phone broke. <laughs> All right, so you're going to set that thing up, and you're going to record the service. All right, pre-recorded. It could even be edited if you can afford the software. Like I said, we're talking about somebody that don't have anything. <laughs> then take the video that you recorded, the high-quality audio that came from that $20, $30 lavalier is a whole lot better than that echoey distance. Oh, my goodness, it's terrible. All right, so get... Get that and record it and then upload it to Facebook and set it as a premiere. I could show you that in a tutorial. That That is wise. It will show live and people can comment. It's not live. And it is, you, know, you say, well, I preached that this morning and I'm, you know, sending it out this afternoon. Well, like I said, that's not a bad idea. You say you have some people in your church, uh, you know, <laughs> and 
you say, we well, have an in-person service here at 11 o'clock and then at two o'clock on Facebook, we'll premiere what we recorded today. And there you go. You know, you sacrifice, they can't see it in real time, but still, then you do the same thing with YouTube is set it at, you know, as a premiere at a certain time. And there you go. Or you could, you know, if you could be offset a week, like you'd be, a, I wouldn't do that much, be off a week. I mean, you could, I guess, but a week's a long time in our day and age. So there's a budget friendly. If you got a GoPro, you can do this thing. You know, a camcorder has a clean HDMI out or just use your phone. Your phone has a wonderful camera on it. Just get you, you know, get you a tripod, get one of these iPod, uh, iPod, I, whatever iPhone clips that you put on a tripod type thing. And there you go. All right. So that is a budget friendly option. If you need more specifics, reach out to me and I'll build you something out. Just tell me what you have, or, you know, you could get a GoPro used. You could go out. I know some guys they are going out and they're getting these used iPhones and they're just using the cameras off of them. Hey, that's kind of smart. You know, there's an app. I can't think of it right now. Um, Stitcher or something that you can use to use these different iPhones as different camera angles. Hey, I, know, I got a good friend that does that. It does a great job. You never know the difference. You think you have multiple, you know, productions going on there, but it's not. He's just bought these used, you know, used equipment. Get it, go get an old GoPro. You know, one of these, I don't want to come, you know, they got the seven, eight, nine or whatever it is now. Go back and get you a three or four. If you, <laughs> There's a way is what I'm trying to get at. It, it's not that bad. So that is the budget friendly option that I would do if I didn't have a reliable internet connection. And I just said, I just don't have the money for this. Don't let that stop you. Don't let the lack, all this is fluff. You know, there's equipment. This, the, the, how far do you want to go down the rabbit hole is the question. If you really get into this stuff, it never stops. You know, you, you're just going to fall down that hole, but I've seen people that just were determined and, they're doing great. And sometimes I'm amazed. I think, wow, all the stuff that I have, they, they sound better than I do. They're doing better than I am because here's the thing. They're actually doing it. It's one thing to have all this equipment, all this ability and not do it. Then it is somebody that just says, I'm going to just do it. All right. So budget friendly. The last thing I want to talk about is I know there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to learn when it comes to video, when it comes to audio, when it comes to computers, when it comes to all this technology stuff, there's a lot to learn. I mean, with cameras, you got to learn how they work. You know, if you, you got to frame the shot correctly, or it's going to be a distraction. Uh, you got to learn how to be a videographer, your lighter, you know, somebody that lights, um, well, a videographer, whatever you call them. And then you got to learn about lighting all of a sudden, then you got to learn about editing and software. And then you, and when you do a live stream, when I do a live stream at my desk here in my study, I'm like the producer, the director, the, you name it. I mean, everything, the editor, the, I'm the actor, the everything. So it's a lot to this thing, but I encourage you to do that, these things and, you know, learn them, learn, just learn a little bit new every day. That's what I try to do. I just try to learn something new every day. And I struggle with it just like you do. But if you fail enough, eventually, and you're determined enough, you're going to find the answer. Because here's the thing. Tell yourself, am I the first person to ever have this problem? And the answer is no when you really think about it. 
no, I'm not the first person that's had this problem. So there's going to be other people as well that had the problem. So I need to go find the answer and you'll find that there were other people that had the problem and they got an answer and, and it helped me. Okay. So this has been episode five of the supplemental seminary show. If you have any questions or comments, please leave them below, or you would like for me to answer a question to the best of my ability when it comes to church technology solutions, please let me know when it comes to audio video. If you say, well, I have this, can I use it to live stream? Let me know specifically your question and I'll try to use it in the podcast. If you have a question or concern or criticism, please let me know. We'll share it in the podcast because I want to connect with my audience. And right now you have a wonderful opportunity to submit questions. You have an opportunity to submit comments and different ways to accomplish what we're all trying to accomplish and learning about technology. So if you let them leave me a comment, if you're watching, be sure to give me a like, a share, consider subscribing on YouTube as well as on Facebook. Make sure you like the page. See what I've done there. We was talking about earlier. Make sure you like the page for future related content and let me know how I can help you. I'd like to integrate you folks into this show and bring in your comments or suggestions, or maybe something, hey, I'm no expert. Maybe you have a great suggestion or a way that you've done something to work around to be macgyver okay? You're MacGyver set up. And if it worked, do share with the rest of us so that we can learn as well. All right, in the meantime, God bless you, and we trust you're doing well during this time, and we look forward to our live stream, or not our live stream, podcast that's new weekly and downloaded on Sunday evenings. All right, y'all take care and we'll see you or you'll hear me depending on where you are in the next one. God bless you.